0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to God's Best Kids Podcast. As always, I am Harrison, and joined by my esteemed colleague, Ophion. How are you, sir? Uh, not too bad. Nice, nice to be fresh,
1: fresh on, fresh back. It's good Where to be here. Mean? Where have I been? Um, Outside, probably. Been, I've been at home all day, but yeah, I've been knackered. Playing football and yeah, chilling, chilling.
0: How have you been? Um, probably the same. I've been somehow pretty much trying out every mode of public transport that there seems to be over the last 24 hours, going between places in London and travelling from home back up there and back down here. I only got home 10 minutes ago. Like, wow, this is dedication. You text me saying ready, and I was like, ah, let me take my bag yeah, off. I was just trying to beat those, the allegations
1: of being late, do you know what I mean? Or well, maybe. Black people time, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, man.
0: Always on time, me. Always on time, man. Well, speaking of a man who was very on time, last night went to Koji Radical Concert. I have to talk about it first. I have to. Because it was just up there with one of the best things I've ever done. Um Samwise opened for him. I didn't see um the DJ beforehand or the we heard a little bit of the woman warm up. Sing that's your female singer. Really nice voice. Have no clue who she is, unfortunately. Really mm. nice voice there, but then yeah, Samwise came out, and I was like, nice because I know a couple of his songs, and he's just they're the semi funny songs, like he's he's but he's just got so much energy. Mm. He's he, like, he you can tell he's a funny guy, but yeah. really cares about his work too. He's just a really good artist, and yeah. He he built it up very well. He he got oh, the crowd hyped and then calmed down. Huh? Which IC was this? Brixton. Yeah. Brixton. Cool. Um the best one. Exactly. And yeah, it, it was the best, like the best crowd I think I've ever been a part of. Really? it like, was a demographic. like what ages mostly older i think actually really like there were there were a lot of kids it might be because we were sitting like we chose to sit sit because i like i said it's going to be like a show like like a theater show and it was like it was so impressive and breathtaking you want to be able to like take it all in instead of being on the floor getting shoved everywhere and so we yeah, we were up there, but everyone around us was like mid to late twenties, I'd say. Oh cool. I, I could see from the top there were quite a lot of, you know, students and older teenagers like downstairs like at the bottom. But had way too much energy for their own good. Surprising well, I there was there was there was none of that for this. It, oh, yes. As I say, it was like the mo it was like the least angsty crowd I've ever been a part of. Like everyone was happy, everyone was just singing at the top of their lungs, like enjoying it. So um he was a good performer then. He's amazing.
1: There's some artists that obviously are very good artists, but can't actually engage the crowd too well.
0: No, he's amazing. He um I don't know if you know much about him, but he started off as a spoken word artist. So He's always from my understanding of how spoken word works he's always gonna have a bit of that theatrical side in him so he's got he's got a really good just way about the whole way the show works um he was always he was also really grateful really like the amount of times he thanked like everyone and said how amazing it is that he's just there and how big a thing it is to him that it I think it really strikes a chord of people. He's he's yeah. just really like I, I I don't it's almost like he doesn't he knows that he wouldn't be there if it wasn't for people like that listen to him. That's really and, humbling. I like that. Yeah, and he even took time and he says he does this at every show. He so he sat down and just on the edge of the stage and just talks about depression and gives a What like just dangling his legs, just actually breaks the four four, and then and then he like gives a proper, and it's like a really motivational speech, and considering like what I've been through, myself and what I know other people go through, the way he because he's he's been through it as well, so he it probably helps, but the way he says that motivates people when he's talking about it. Is so nail on the head to someone who's been through depression? Like it's the kind of thing that you can't say without that insight. Like you need to go through it to be able to say, like, yeah, it that reassure that person it is gonna be okay. But what else have I written down about it? Oh, he he just he deserves everything he gets. Like yeah, every every positive review, every yeah. m- m- like award, every f- top cosign or feature he ever gets is like one hundred percent deserved. I mean, he's got over six hundred thousand mm-hmm.
1: listeners on Spotify now, mm-hmm. um. So he's he's getting there. Like he's pretty big. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I wonder if he's ever sat down and thought like of how big he is. Like for example, like I was looking at little car like, on Spotify, yeah, he's got like, two million like monthly listeners now, like he's huge now, yeah, As in, like I'm not gonna say like, oh yeah, I found him or whatever, but i I felt like i I knew him from pretty early, and I was like, that's mad, like you really feel like we've grown up with these people,
0: mm. it's like i I first listened to like <laughs> I mean this isn't the same because missed missed when he mm. was. He had like between two and four thousand monthly listeners, and I was like, and when he I didn't listen to him after that, unfortunately, so I can't say I was with him the whole way, but I remember when he like got featured on some songs and like started making it big himself, and I was just like, I was part of that once oh, I really appreciate that, but he he but no Koji did actually acknowledge that he um said something about. He said, I've always been painted with the brush of being underrated. Yeah. But look at what I'm doing. This is Brixton. This is massive. That may be underrated in your opinion, but to me, I'm exactly where I need to be and I'm doing exactly what I need to do. And I'm successful in my own right. Yeah. Hell yeah. He definitely thinks about it and he's definitely
1: happy as well. Yeah. I saw a GQ interview of him saying that Like he says, that like, he doesn't give a fuck about being called an uh, alternative rapper. He's just like the rest of them, like is like the rest of the hip hop.
0: I wouldn't say he is alternative. I'd say he makes music. Like, he's been labelled with that, with, like oh yeah, I know, I know. Lil yeah. Sims yeah. and Law are like alternative rap. He's just... like fuck
1: that. I'm just I'm just me and just, just making music how it's meant to be made.
0: Yeah, a true exp- like I I I and I know he, I know he's never well actually he says he reads the M sometimes, but he he said like he posted this morning about how he still can't believe last night happened. Like he still thinks it's like a dream almost. Yeah. And he's very in touch with his emotions. Yeah. But I said to him, which he's never, like I say, I said to him, like, this is really going to sit deeply with him. But I just replied, like you are the purest like sense of the word artist. Like you are an artist in its purest form. Hmm because that's the kind of expression that you get through the music that like you don't get with other artists. But the best thing about the whole show for me was watching all the idiots who have clearly never been to a music concert before leave the first time he went off stage. Oh, yeah. He went off stage. Also, considering how humble and grateful this man is and the amount of times he said thank you throughout the show and he walks off without saying thank you and he just walks straight off without saying a word, you think that's going to be it? So everyone walks off, like half of the stalls emptied and I was just standing there thinking, what? like, you do, you do know there's this thing called an encore? And then, believe it or not, he perform- like he starts. You hear the payback starting, and then Nux walks out. Wow, you got to see Nux as well. That's, and that's cool. the first time they've ever performed that song together as well. That's cool. <clears throat> now that's worth your money. Uh, already. Yeah, I I I think Koji's album is better than Nux's album. To be honest.
1: Has he really unless he's released a new one, do you mean like the Alpha House one? Yeah. I've not listened to Koji's life. But I I did I did get the chance to listen to a few of his songs. I really liked Eleven. Did you know that? I might not. Eleven and then there's one with with um Frankie Stew and Harvey Gunn, Cats and Dogs.
0: Yeah, I I listened to that because that came out like last week or week before, yeah.
1: Yeah, I just think it sounds like a storyteller. So he, he,
0: like... he literally is. Like a a lot of a few a lot of his songs are like true stories as well. Mm. You would really like his album if you like, because I don't think like I've heard cats and dogs, I don't think that's a good song really? for for what Koji can do. Like I think as good as that song as, as good a song in terms of makeup as that song is. It's nothing compared to any song on his album or any song on the previous album that I'm forgetting the name of. But I think his his own albums are a lot better than any of his features. Apart from Color Purple, which is a Rekh 3-2 song, but Koji's pretty much the main voice the whole way through. Um, and the lovely evening was all but like tied in a nice little neat bow with the Uber home with this guy called Tahir. I never thought I would talk about an Uber driver in my life because you know they're normally just for- in silence. You know mm-hmm. do you want some gum? Do you want some water? Do you want the orcs? Never been off
1: of What?
0: Misconception. Any. Ever.
1: Ah. Ever. You don't get good Uber drivers then? No. You should go for Bolt. It's cheaper.
0: I don't actually use it. I don't have the Uber app. um. I'm going to bleep that. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uber... I don't know, I've never been offered that. Well yeah. I don't. But this man didn't offer us any of this. Oh. But he's a Manchester United fan. Um, so straight in the good books. Cause I saw so I saw Talksport Talksport on the radio, the absolute shite radio channel. But I saw it and I was like, So who do you support? And he said this? Man United. I was like, good. And then I found out he's an accountant. And he just does this in Christmas and New Year. Like he only started last week. He does it for a couple of months every year to make a bit of extra cash.
1: Oh, sick.
0: And he seemed really young. Like He seemed 25, 26 oldest. Really? And he was really smart. Like a really smart guy. Because obviously I do advertising. And he was talking to me about advertising really knowledgeably. Like you wouldn't know he's an accountant at all. Mm. but I I don't I just don't think I've ever had a better taxi ride than that I just wanted to touch on this just in case anyone knows to hear who operates around the Brixton area make sure that he gets how long was your ride for 20 minutes that's sick because we were staying near London Bridge Oh, oh yeah cool ah that's that's quite cool just does it on the sun. I know. Yeah. I mean, he he said it is knackering. Though. I bet. What time was it as well? It was, was actually quite good. The concert ended at quarter to 11. Like, he he was so on time with everything. He, he releases his times on his Insta story, like on the afternoon of the show. And then they just stick to them. Like They're really well organised, unlike every other show I've ever been to where they don't actually tell you what time the act's coming so, out. And when the act does come out, they're usually late anyway. And then they usually have to stop short because of the curfew. Hmm.
1: Yeah. 17-year-old like, 17, 17 me is like smiling right now. <laughs> getting, a, getting a last train back before my mum. <laughs>
0: yeah because they do they do have a duty to make sure people get back Mm. like when we saw Denzel Curry in March he was really big on that he was really big on making sure everyone got water and he was really big on making sure that people like left with good enough time to get the train yeah which is just really nice I, I, I think I've seen I've seen two people perform this year Two rough two favorite albums this year have come from those two artists and the shows have been like as perfect as you could expect them to be
1: that's encouraging because I hate when artists don't mm. firstly show appreciation consideration or
0: or even just why are you
1: looking at, at that what have you got to say?
0: Well, because that reminds me of Saint. Oh, what was he? I'm Obviously, going to see- I've seen Saint perform. I'm seeing him next year because he was okay. the warm up for Denzel. Oh no! And all I'm gonna say is, this is what really surprised me. So I wasn't that big into Saint when I saw him. So I, 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 I didn't. I, I knew his name from like you, for example, yeah. like you talking about him. But I didn't really know any of his songs. I knew one or two of his features. And that's about it. So I didn't clock it when this guy came on that like, I clocked it the next day. And I was like, oh. That was, that same was... To the same guy that Of Young's always talking about. But oh, at that point. But yeah. a dick that's the Pick Ryder. But he um he got booed by the crowd. What? Really? which really surprised me considering it's a London crowd I, I was thinking like this is a South London I mean I know he's, a, I know he's a Lester isn't he but he's he's put like he's put on by all of the London rappers so him not being like treated nicely by the London crowd came a bit as a shock to me but then I I think he did the worst thing he can do I don't know if he cut his set short or not, but he walked off in the middle of a song, kissed his teeth, and then went like that at of the crowd. Ooh.
1: How did that come about, though? Like, they, like, why, why is he even doing that?
0: Well, as I say, he was getting booed, and there wasn't that much energy. Yeah, I know, but why were they booing, though? I think it's because... I, I think it's because he was, like, the fourth or fifth warm-up act. And people were just getting a bit bored. And, like, they just wanted to see Denzel. And... He felt a bit disrespected by those ones. Probably. But also... Oh, yeah. So there was this, like, guy on stage with him who was 30-plus, maybe Mm. 40-plus. Even 50-plus. Like, he he was a bald guy. I remember you telling me about this guy. Yeah. Not very athletic like they were they were wearing matching supreme football shirts saint and this guy but no one knows who this guy is that i know and he was just like if saint was on the right of the stage this guy was on the left of the stage and they just keep crossing over and saint would be rapping the the time and this guy would just be shouting up and down going yeah 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 And it's the most jarring thing I've ever experienced. Like, he did it for every song, the whole way through every song. Like, knowing who Saint is, like, in hindsight, I I, I listen back to, I watch back a video of it, and I just still, like, the songs aren't there for me, because all that is in my ear and all in my head is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was the most jarring, grating experience of my life. I'm just thinking of them, like, champagne shots.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't work. It, I didn't I can't, didn't work, I did but can't yeah. the song that he has that I'm like, like, you'd be pumped in that kind of way.
0: I, it it's like,
1: just made no sense. Speaking of artists and their crap, I was in the whole Steve Lacey thing recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, Steve, can you say hi to my mum? Can you shut your mouth?
0: <laughs> I, uh, that. I just saw that, like, he's grabbing cameras and throwing them. He's not very happy because he catered to a TikTok audience and is now upset that the people that come and see his shows are a TikTok audience that don't know his songs. Only you know the chorus. But that's the thing, like you only know the chorus of most of Koji's songs because he's his songs are like really lyrically complex. And yeah. most of the crowd, like all the people around me, they all knew different songs really well. Like we all like it's very obvious we all had our own favourite songs. Mm. But there like you, there's barely anyone who knew every word to every song. Because he like his work his music is just so complex that unless you're gonna sit there and watch the lyrics over and over again every time you listen to the song, you're probably not learning the lyrics because it, it takes a lot of concentration. Mm. But is Steve Lacey that complex? I don't I can't speak on that. I haven't really listened to Steve Lacey. Um
1: no, but it's kind of funny, just because he just stops singing and then just walks off. It's like, I like see that. I think, to be fair, someone, like, I think what, what it was, one of them, like, someone threw a camera at him or something, and then he grabs a camera off some random person.
0: Mm. And I, then,
1: like, I don't know, I can't remember, maybe he stamps on it or just throws it or something. But he has been getting a bit head loss.
0: Recently, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I can necessarily blame him, but it's a monster of his own creation. Yeah, but like, you
1: don't have twenty million monthly listeners for nothing, buddy. I mean, suck but, it up and I do like yeah. his GP though. I'd watch that.
0: I haven't. I, I mean, I've I've just unsubscribed from the magazine because I'm fed up with the new editor.
1: I never got a subscription.
0: I had a subscription for like since 2018 and Dylan Jones stepped down as senior editor last year. I mean the man's older than my parents. Like, he's 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 been around the block. I didn't I didn't know he was that old. I looked him up the other day and I was like, "He's that old? Like, he's in his 60s." Wow. But
1: and then he's he's his young fresh replacement, man.
0: i I don't i don't know should be me but all i can tell you is he's ruined gq for what i use it for at least like now now it's well it there used to be this thing called there might there might still be i don't really pay attention when i look through it anymore. but there used to be this thing called details and there'd be like one page summaries of a lot of cool different subjects and like there would be a business section and like a uh style guru like advice section and like I didn't really use the style guru advice because it was a bit of an agony aunt thing. Like the questions were quite personal to the person asking the question. So they didn't always help me, but just it used to be a really cool layout and now it's just Here's three pages of a collage of clothes that we think you should buy. That Unless you're a certain type of person, you can't afford anyway. And then here's an interview and then here's a watch and then here's an interview 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 and then here's a bit of news for like four pages and then that's the end of it. You used to be able to learn so much about all different parts of life. Yeah. And now it's like you learn maybe four pieces of information per. But I don't Mm. want to read a load of celebrity interviews. If I wanted that, I would... I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't idolise
1: people. You don't idolise a lot of people do oh, I, don't I was just looking for the men of the year honorees. And it's like some good names on here to be fair. Where are uh, hey Um, most famous for oh. top boy. Uh uh-huh. top boy. I'd say top gun. Mo Farah. Um Louis Farouk
0: definitely Leon Edwards Mm. not after that Andrew Tate picture
1: and yeah other people that we don't really care too much of
0: well I did get sidetracked then sorry Um, no I, I was enjoying it but talking about absolute monsters of creation, we briefly discussed Halloween last episode. But yeah. I need to—I need a shout out of a friend here. Um, my mate Jamie texted me, literally while we were filming the last episode, saying, "Halloween is the weirdest thing. As a kid, you dress up." knock on random doors and they give you sweets for fuck all and you say trick or treat when no one does a trick and it's just nonsensical then you become a teenager and dress up like a whore or sexy nurse which has nothing to do with halloween and as you get older you buy sweets for random kids it is so odd to me this thing and the fact that it isn't even our own culture it's a random thing that started from probably mexico or the usa or something and me and Jamie have a lot of similar opinions on the things, so he thought I would agree with him on that. Do you? Well, I was—I I just want your opinion first.
1: I've never celebrated Halloween. Like I was, ne- I've never been trick or in at all. So, like, it's all strange to me, to be honest. Um. It's actually celebrate on free, like the day before All Saints feast in Christian religion. Yes. yes. So yeah, I've just never really I was never allowed to triple treat, wasn't allowed to dress up because you know Catholic household, African household, it's like celebration of the devil. But like I was never too fussed. I never felt like I was missing out on anything, to be honest. Um but <laughs> my mum would always be like, don't answer the door whenever we get knocks, I don't know because obviously it'll be like 4pm obviously it gets a bit dark don't answer the door don't answer the door but then we'll at the same time be be expecting guests I remember once specific year and then we just didn't answer the door all night and then yeah we did did eventually but like
0: you know I'm a bit like you you. because you, well, I you, know where, you, know, you know where i live it's yeah. quite difficult for me to go trick-or-treating yeah yeah you'll definitely be hit no, uh, i mean wow. you'll be plowed by cars so i never did it as a kid apart from when i stayed so i had a childminder on some days and if that day happened to be a halloween that like a day that halloween was on i would go trick-or-treating with her kids but other than that, I would never go trick-or-treating. Um, so I've, I've never had hmm. much, you know, care for it. Yeah. So J- Jamie's initial messages did get a bit of agreement from me. But I looked into it, as all good people with journalistic integrity do. Because he said it was Mex- like Mexican or... American. American culture, which I understand because when I think of being commercialized as hasn't it? because it it would make sense, but it's funny enough that you say you celebrate all saints i I think no well, i I don't say why is because All Saints is also called All Hallows, Eve, yeah. And All Hallows' Eve is where the name Halloween comes from. Right. Yeah. And so Halloween did actually start as people celebrating All Hallows' Eve, Mm. which was started by the Gaelic festival called Samhain, which has pagan roots, by the way. But then it was Christ- christianized by the early church and taken Amer- to america by the scottish and irish immigrants in the 19th century spreading to other countries through the american influence um, mm. if, if you look halloween up and you uh, uh, if you're listening to this and you look halloween up and you click on the first link and you think this all sounds a bit familiar that is because i am pretty much directly quoting what i read from wikipedia but
1: we continue, I mean, it being dedicated to remembering the death the yes. bigger including
0: saints and saints, the martyrs. Yeah, but costumes and trick or treating has been a global thing since the 1800s and 1900s. Like kids in all places, from the Philippines to Norway, have been like dressing up in different yeah. costumes to ask people for money and food and I can't remember where it said, but there was definitely one country at least where the tradition is to just go to the rich people's houses and ask them for money. (laughs) Which is something I could get on board with really. Um,
1: Well, I don't, it must have been, obviously it has been commercialized into going for sweets, oh yeah, because it's meant to be for like food so like it said some vegetables, potatoes, potato pancakes, soul cakes, and mostly vegetarian foods, yeah, I mean, I mean, what kids want No, like, want those like
0: realistically well this is this is a thing everything America gets its hands on gets commercialized into something without beyond any meaning or all it is is just something to make people feel good and other people money yeah like and it gets
1: gets detached from the the
0: origins yeah this is meant to be a day where you celebrate all the saints and the martyrs and every other dead person. well And now it's just the day where kids shout trick or treat at your front door after spending a load of money on a costume, taking some of the sweets that you just spent a load of money on because polite society says you should because of America. Scare get a ring doorbell. Scare get rid of America.
1: <laughs> or you can get. No, I'm joking. I don't endorse. No scaring children, no scaring children.
0: No. It's a no. I mean, as long as the reaction's funny <laughs> and they're not traumatised. At what age do people stop um, trick-or-treating? Ooh. Now that's a good question. Like, do you
1: do it in second? so, not like
0: 10, 11? Maybe younger. I'd say nine. Nine. Because I think 10, 11 is when you start to go out with friends properly. Like, you start to meet people at the park. We had very different childhoods. I'm not saying my parents liked it. Oh, uh, yeah. 10, 11. hmm. Like that's that's when kids start to get a bit more independent. Hmm. yeah, that's when you do start secondary school so like, it only yeah. makes sense. so I, I think I think once you don't need mummy there all the time, then there's no point going trick treating because you only really go trick or treating with mummy. Mm. I wonder how it works during covid like you have to put out like 50 different pots for people to take because you can't let them cross-contaminate.
1: And you get the, the little greedy rascals.
0: You take all of the pots. I could never... See, I think I've been brought up too well because I see these videos of like kids taking multiple sweets when they're told to take one. And I just think... I told, uh, if you're told to take one, say one. You take one. Don't don't be don't Groot. misuse people's and abuse people's generosity.
1: Some kid, some kids, some people just have that greedy streak, and
0: which is probably a good streak to have for like financial future. But mm.
1: yeah, be careful of it. There, be careful. You. it's always good to be a cunt. Cunts tend to win. I don't like that. But
0: I do. I've I've met some very um respectable. I've met some very interesting people recently that are all very successful and you can tell that they're all absolute dickheads. Like not in not in a bad way, just in a you can tell that when they conduct business, they are just a harsh prick. Like They don't care about anybody else. Even even when it's like but then, then it bleeds into their personal life and you see them like treat people a little bit rougher and really high standards and easily get pissed off at people because that's just their personality at this point, because it's what what got them where they are. <clears throat> I wish, I My cousin texts yeah, me. Yeah,
1: it's getting bullied. bullied. It wasn't bullied, but huh? Oh yeah, yeah. That wasn't even bullying. Like, everyone in the comments was crying about, like, if you went to school in the UK, that's a very normal thing. That wasn't even that deep. Right. But everyone's like, the poor kid now is getting, like, racist abuse. Like, the kid yeah, I kid that. He's 15.
0: This country is
1: shit. Actually. No, I think it's just. The Welsh. People. Yeah, people that just hadn't been to British school in or uh, hadn't had an experience of it being like, oh, he's been bullied, he's been harassed.
0: All right, welcome back. I mean you don't know that we left, but as always, our money got just got in the way of us talking and well, lack of money got in the way of us talking. And we had to restart another meeting. Don't worry, when we got our studio you don't have to even worry about this. And
1: and then I can pay for my own subscription as the private Eye And and GQ.
0: And the the financial times and everything else. Mm. Mm. But I do have a very... Talking about Ronaldo. The people that are probably accusing this guy of... Bullying and no doubt, I would assume leading the way in the racist abuse of the guy. Uh what on Twitter you would call part of Ronaldo FC? Yeah, which brings me onto the topic of basketball versus football, and do you think? So the way basketball works, it's a much more like it's, it's, a, it's a commercial powerhouse. The NBA is a complete commercial powerhouse. And I think what yeah. is to do with the fact that it's players first, like at least now. I mean, a lot of people still have a basketball team, but there are, especially in our generation, but there's a lot of people that are now becoming player first. Like a lot of people I know. I mean, we're we're British, so it's it might be different. Like Americans might have a different way of looking at it. But when I when someone asks me who's a fan of basketball, like who do you follow, I'll say a team, but they'll say a player. they were like, like I'm 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 kind of a ball supporter, but realistically, yeah. Damien Lillard's my man, and I'm like, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I've seen that to be fair. Like when I went to America when I went, went to New York, they were just like, we like LeBron so whatever team LeBron plays,
0: plays for, we yeah. see all kind of and like fair enough. Do you think that football cause okay, that's what I was gonna say, because obviously FC like, Twitter's a very small sample size. That's one thing that you always have to like consider a lot of people on twitter they've never been to games never a lot of people on twitter see like football twitter people say something like oh 100% of people then like do you think there is going to be a move towards people being player fc kind of people
1: no nah, i don't see it i personally don't see it not in all. the immediate or Nah, I don't see it at all. Like imagine, imagine, imagine being like Sol Campbell, my guy. Sol Campbell's my guy, and then you're like, yeah, Spurs, and then you meet to Arsenal, you're like, ah, ah, Arsenal. Like, do you know what I mean, it just, I just don't see it happening. Everyone, I think there's this unspoken, unspoken kind of thing is you support your local. You support your dad's team, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Or you support the yeah. team, Your class, the club, or club, whatever. Um, and I still think I think British people are too ingrained in that, and just ingrained in the establishment as a place of players. Because I think we accept that players are temporary, but the establishment have sort of been around since like eighteen hundreds. Do you know what I mean? So I think I, I personally don't ever see a shift like that at all. Okay. And American, the American population is such a different and weird sample. <laughs> sample, sample population than the British. I think. I think we're a lot more um ardent and hard rooted in, in like what we believe in. Whereas they, in terms of sport, anyway, I think they can like you said the eight and stuff. I think what, you- what do
0: you? I think you make very good points. Um, I think I mostly agree with you. I think there's rivalries are dying. Though. I think there's there is a bit of a I think there's a lot less attachment to football clubs now than there once used to be. Like not not in the way that people are suddenly, like, not attached to their football, like,
1: But I think... That's dependent on performance, though. Because I, I... United aren't doing the best that they could be doing. But as an Arsenal fan, I felt very detached from the institution in, like, the last 10 years before we were doing de- relatively decent. Before the previous two seasons kind of thing. I felt very detached. Like, I would obviously go to games, but I'd just be like you just do kind of get numb to it. And you're like, oh, like we're playing. Sorry. But now every weekend, I do get a bit of that fire in my belly and that. I do get a bit nervous. and like, oh shit, are we going to win this weekend? Like we're top of the league right now. Like let's not let this blow. And I feel like constantly my Twitter time, like feed is just filled with Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. And I think, I think that it's important how the owners, um, like bring together the fans into the club, I think, because then that's what builds the attachment. Make you make you feel excited again, I think, because we have got a young squad, we feel excited. So and and they're likable as well. We've seen interviews, we've seen like the memes and social media and shit like that. They're like ah, oh, they're relatable kind of thing. So I think we all do feel, for Arsenal fans personally, more of an attachment now.
0: I think you are though. Um slight like I would say the only thing that I can say is I think social media has a bigger part to play here than you think. In terms of for example, like TikTok is ruining people's lives. Yeah. And their yeah, attention yeah. span. And people because of like Amazon and TikTok are used to getting what they want when they want all the time. And you are gonna have a generation of kids coming up now that are used to getting or if they don't have something they can get it tomorrow
1: instant gratification
0: like like, yeah instant gratification all the time so i do i do think we could be so we're we're at least probably 10 years away from it but i think we could be entering a stage where the people below us Mm. are at the point of Hey, this team's not doing that well. So I don't support them this week. Like, my cousin, you <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, um, oh shit. I'm doing that? this, man. Um... So I'm, I'm so. I mean, I don't think he remembers this because he will always protest his innocence. But I remember in like one season or two seasons, he supported like five football teams. Like uh, he used to be a Liverpool fan, which I think is fine in a way, because so he's now a Fulham fan and he supports Fulham because he went to a match because his uh, best mate supports Fulham and he took him to a match and after he saw Fulham live, he started supporting them and ever since then he's always supported Fulham and goes to matches and watches them as much as he can. But before yeah. that, uh, in within the space of a year or two, he had supported Chelsea, Liverpool, and Tottenham. And this was like Fernando, Torres, Shabby Alonso, Liverpool. Mm. So like a good Chelsea team and a good Liverpool yeah. team. And then and I don't the know. Well. I just, yeah. But
1: um, I don't know.
0: I think I'm going to have to become a player FC kind of person. You will. Well, see this is the thing you say this it's a really good point that you make that rivalries aren't dead in terms of for us at least like people support their team and don't want to support other people other teams but I've told you already if Greenwood plays for United I can't support United yeah but I have to support someone to enjoy football enough like to get that like gratification of yeah we're doing good I have to have someone to follow and um, your local team I I can't it. support so I can't I don't feel like I can support another Premier League team as much as, for example I as I would love to be able to support Arsenal because they do have a link to my sentimental past like there's a sentimental link there for me as much as I would love to be able to support I just don't think I could.
1: I don't see... I think like there are Premier League teams that I do think, oh yeah, I like you. Like Palace. I, I like Palace just because like the young boys, like, do you know I mean? So, Z. I mean, so is not that young. Um, Elise, Eze, and people like that. I'm just like, oh, you're a cool team. Like, they're a bit fashionable and they yeah. play
0: good football. And My, first fo- My first ever football shirt was a Crystal Palace shirt.
1: So you're... You flirt around with different. No, teams, no, 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 no.
0: So my mum's, so my mum's um, work colleague bought me a. Okay, we're family friends, basically, but bought me a um, Crystal Palace shirt when I was like four or five, to try and get me to support Crystal Palace because he makes anyone he can support Crystal Palace. It nearly worked as well. It was a really nice shirt.
1: Yeah. Like, I like teams like Palace. Um I can't think of any like Leicester was a good story once upon a time, but now I don't really care. But like there are teams that I don't mind. True. I'm just like, oh yeah, cool. But I don't see I don't see myself properly ingraining myself again in especially a London club as well. Like ask like you can't go from Tottenham to Palace, Jeremy. You know I Speaking of someone. I can't go from Arsenal to even like Fulham. Like I've been to Fulham game, City versus Fulham in the away end. Their fans are f- shit. It's shit. Like the away end was awful. Like they weren't that very cool. It It's like really white middle class people. Sorry, it's um, not out you? of play.
0: Well, I have. I have. Jay, to like,
1: and they were and they were trying. Come on, you whites. I was like, what do you mean by, that? <laughs> I
0: have, you mean I've, by I've, that? I have thought a few times that like... Spurs is a very... This area kind of club. But if <laughs> but if I had to... Um, if you had to stereotype me... By a football team, it would be Spurs. Is what I think. Or Fulham.
1: Spurs, I so me- they're meaty though. I, 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 I think Spurs question. fans, you know, there's, there's honestly at this uni, I don't know any Spurs fans. Actually, uncle's one I can think of. Either. But, like, everyone here literally supports... I feel like everyone supports Arsenal or Manchester United. Literally. Well, that's... I mean, it's a very small sample. Like, this is my... People that I know. But everyone's like Arsenal or Man United. Yeah. The
0: Spurs fans I know are my uncle. I think there might have been a couple of people I went to school with that were Spurs fans. But, like... There were like a couple of people out of a year group of 180. So
1: yeah, I mean you had a Spurs ex Spurs player in your at school. Oh
0: yeah, true, true. true.
1: But nah, let's see us getting into the American. I would be. I do think it would be cool if we had like new era caps (laughs) though. It's awful as that is. I just think, like, imagine Arsenal near we a cap. But now, nah. It's, uh, like, when the players are getting off the bike, the coaches now, it's a lot more, they're a lot more stylish and fashionable, isn't they? Longer the days of, like, wearing track suits, These guys are wearing, like, I remember City teamed up with, um, oh, what's that, brand? D-squared? And just wearing all these D-squared stuff. And then Dortmund, I saw, wearing, like, I just saw Jude bedding and wearing these trousers and very smart attire. I was just like, wow, chat seats aren't a thing anymore.
0: It's changing. See, yeah, I'm 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 an, an oddball because, as I am meant to be in advertising, I should be a real fan of all this stuff because it's a way that brands are communicating and finding ways to get their brand out there by like making partnerships like off-white with AC Milan for example yeah I've seen that one and however I still hate capitalism and like in terms of I hate the over saturation of consumerism that we all live in like I'm fine I like I don't subscribe to another way of living other than capitalism but I just hate the whole, you know, everything is everywhere. I I want something in my life to not have to have a brand to it. And I want to be able to go somewhere without having to see a partnership or like, I know these are things that are meant to make me money for the rest of my life in terms of those are the kind of things I have to do and create. If if you want to be like that. You want if to be want, working in the big cities as well. If it's I want to be successful, to that's what I have to do. But...
1: You have to play the game. But it is it's it is really draining, though, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Like I went to Disneyland. I like, oh, that's the worst place. Well, see... So, my girlfriend loves Disneyland because there's a big part of her childhood to spent there. So, it's important to her. And... I... I enjoyed my time there but I just look at it as a whole like when when you get there I was like this place is everything that is wrong with society because that's what Disney represents to me just Disney as a brand is I love their shows right Mm. Mm. I love I love their content I fucking hate the company that they are 100% Evil, like dictatorship of a company that just suck the life of all freedom in the
1: world even landmarks like i went to niagara falls fairly recently that is disgust it's like disgusting obviously the waterfalls and that like that's cool but then as soon as you like walk up the strip it's just like Flash these bright billboards, bright like you'll think you're on Times Square. Honestly, it's actually frightening, it's disgusting. And it honestly, I was looking at it, it just gave me a massive headache like, a massive headache. Because all this, it's like it's like the most American thing you'll ever see. These burgers advertised, these sneakers, I don't, whatever shit. And like it was, like it was preparing for Halloween as well, it was in September. I mean for, but Jamie, it's just it's too much. This started September's on well. like advert like putting stuff up for Halloween ready. Yeah. Money making business, mate.
0: Well, we need to start gatekeeping oh, properly, is what I think. Gatekeeping what? Everything. All right. so I've always been a big believer of sharing what you care about with the people you care about. Like putting people mm. onto a good thing, like that time me and you had our first ever prep, right? Well, your first prep, my like a million prep, but I I I paid it forward, exactly. Paid it forward. Yeah, but and that's and that's and that's the perfect way it should be. However, there are a section of people, and I've dealt with these people a lot in my life certain people who um you put onto something and then it will somehow absorb like it becomes their personality and it's like they're the person that found out about it and they're really like they're preaching about it to everyone saying look at this cool thing that i just found and I don't have a problem with you sharing it with people.
1: You have a problem. Well, maybe you should you should um trademark it. But you have
0: to... Well, okay, I'll give you an example. When I was, I don't know, how old, Roddy Richard, like, started out as a... He was Post Malone's warm-up singer on Post Malone's tour. So, Mm. as with most warm-up acts, no one really knows who the warm-up act is, apart from a few people that are really into that guy. Yeah. So, no one really knew who Roddy Rich was. I did, but not many other people did. I then told this person who I've never really considered my friend, so I don't talk to him anymore, luckily. I don't know him, but I told him, you know, this is the next guy, and in the preceding weeks and months, he started to talk about Roddy Rich like he discovered him, and he was some genius for discovering him, and then started to say how, like when he when Roddy Rich got big, like I was on this before all of you, and I've been here since the beginning, and I was thinking, no, I've been here since the beginning and Mm. i'm not gonna post about it because i don't seek that kind of attention but i think in this day and age of instant gratification you have to hold the things that are valuable to you to yourself yeah because if you go to a restaurant and it's a nice restaurant and it's a quiet restaurant and they make amazing food the second you tell one of your friends about it and they go there and they try it they're not going to shut up about it. And they're going to tell everyone. And before you know it, word of mouth does its job. And next time you go there, it's been completely taken over by people that you just don't want to be around.
1: Don't, geek- don't gatekeep us, though. Don't
0: gatekeep us. No. If you, yeah. if you found some amazing podcast that is only three episodes here. in called god's best kids i think that is something worth sharing on all social media platforms as much as you can if only roddy knew he's gonna watch this though he's gonna watch this and go so that was one of my sixteen thousand monthly listeners when i was not big wow 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 wowie but i think i've got a topic to end this on. Oh. And Go on. Mr. Bassi, I'm going to interview you.
1: For what role.
0: Because from what I gather, you are an avid attender of networking events, and I and potentially any watchers, listeners even readers if we've reached the point where someone's just auto mating captions and reading them would like to know about these events so i guess first of all what are they like like very open question but how would you describe them i would describe them as uh, well, i'd say
1: if you're around our age, be prepared to be the youngest in the room.
0: Okay. Be prepared to be
1: the youngest in the room. There, uh-huh. um,
0: huh? What kind of like is the next step up to the next youngest? Would you say? Uh,
1: 40
0: Oh.
1: Yeah, it's quite a big jump, typically. Anyway, but like I've been to some where there has been like 25, 26. And to be fair, a couple where kids like kids, like people my age. Mm. But typically, I would say it's, yeah, definitely an older demographic. Um, be open. Um, they're actually, it's hard to like, Push, you have to kind of push your way into conversations, if you like, because I don't like to turn up too early, because I'm just like, firstly, I probably can't, and secondly, I just don't want to, I don't know, I just don't like to turn up, I like to fashion, let's you know, say 15 minutes before it starts, because it's not one of those things where like they have guest speakers, it's literally, there's snacks, and then people just got drinks in their hands and just chatting, and then it just goes from there, that kind of thing. So it's nothing formal it's pretty informal and pretty chill. but like the last one I went to I didn't really enjoy I can't lie cuz I was like I kind of I really struggled to like get into conversations I didn't feel that welcome to be fair like it felt very closed off cuz they were just round. in so, like you couldn't really like kind of immerse yourself into the circle the circle was pretty much very closed off and you weren't getting much Okay. Much not attention, but just like I didn't seem very notice noticeable. And maybe that's on me, but like yeah. Um so I guess be prepared to handle rejection in some sense. Um some of them are good, some of them give you free alcohol and good food. <laughs> some of them don't. <laughs> yeah, like but now nah, it's sick. It's it's good, I think. You learn a lot and you meet like a few very and important people. that give you really good advice as well. Because I'm, a, I just tell them I'm a student. These are like for. These are like business networking, yeah. networking for business. So these guys are trying to like work with each other, kind of thing. So fair enough. They sometimes I don't want to give a student the time a day because also I'm not I'm not of value to them yet. But you can learn a lot from them and like their stories that some people. have Gone around the hard way some people like not even I met some guy who started a business like three months ago and he's like 35 40 and he just quit his nine to five just because like he was sick of it and was like fuck it why not kind of thing so like you meet you meet a whole range of different people so that can only be good and it's quite nice you learn a lot about yourself get to Go out on your own and kind of push the boundaries, you know. It's nice to be young in uh, in a room and be a bit naive. Cause then be a bit fearless as well. You're fearless in your questions. And, and I like, I feel like I do kind of push it
0: a bit, which is nice. I think they appreciate that as well. Okay. What 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 are the conversations normally like? Like what are they normally about? Um typically it's like what do you do? Like, I go,
1: like, what do you do kind of thing? you tell me about your yourself? Obviously, that's after asking their name and stuff. And they tell me about the, what they do, blah, blah, blah. Like, if it's an industry I know a little bit about, I'll talk to them about it. If I don't, I'll just be like, can you explain further? And I'll just be like, uh, so how did you get into this? Is this something you've always wanted to do? Did you go, what, because I was like, do you go, did you go to university? what did you do after uni if you did go to uni if you didn't go to uni what were you doing how do you land in there like yeah. general advice kind of stuff do you know but like it's important because the ones that obviously didn't go to uni well did go to uni are like oh what were you doing in your last year because i like, i don't really know what i want to do kind of thing mm. what are you doing and just like just chill out chill out it's not that deep it's fine you'll land on your feet kind of thing and that's was- it's just like very reassuring advice. You get you get reassured a lot, and it's yeah. good. Okay. It's good because they don't have to stress about life.
0: Is That's it the kind of thing of? Don't worry, everyone. No one knows what they're really doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big time, big time. Um, what is the best thing you've learned from? I know. Um, Best thing I've learned is probably,
1: it's probably uh, just trust the timing of your life. It's deep, it is kind of deep, but like it's just like trust the timing. You're, it's good that you're hungry and want to do the best you can do, but like live in the moment and enjoy the present and enjoy the journey. Don't worry about the destination.
0: Mm. I do think that's one thing. I've yeah, that's solid advice. I like that one because like, I know where I want to be and I know how I want to get there, and like I talk about it a lot. And it's one of I think it's one of the biggest points for me of anxiety is that I'm not there. But then, yeah. then, you, then you have days where you're like, but you're not meant to be there. Like, I'm I'm 21. I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm mm. getting there. I don't need to be there right now. Like, hundred, but. Final question then is, I mean, you might not have an answer to this. Like, it could be the most interesting person, but who is the best person you've met?
1: Oh, it's some guy. I can't remember. I can't remember his name. He gave me like, he gave me like, I literally, he's got such a distinctive face. I can literally see him in my head right now. I feel like his name's Daniel or James, something like It's Daniel James, I promise you. And this guy was, He's like a filmmaker and he goes to all these different countries around the world and just makes films about where it goes, just travels and that that is sick. And he was like, Oh, if you wanna if you ever want to a zoo with me, just here's my number, message me and like, oh, thanks do that smoke, but he was like, If you want to go out for a drink or anything or you're struggling or you need any help, like give me a message, I'll help you out, kind of stuff. And he was telling me about his love life and like how he's um, he had a date that night, and he was invited some girl over to like, and he's cooking us some curry, and he's just like a cool guy. He's a cool, cool guy. He was like, oh, I think he's like thirty five. Hmm. And it was just like the best thing you could do is pack up your bags and go abroad. Honestly, that's the best thing you can do: pack up your bags and go abroad to a country that you don't speak the language. Or even if you do speak the language, but go, go somewhere that's unrecognisable and see where you land, kind of thing. Navigate your way through life. And I was just like, yeah, thank you. Appreciate that one. I do and kind of agree with that. Yeah. His I mean, life seems, like, very sporadic. And he's just landed it on his feet pretty well. Did he and say he how
0: like,
1: he... Sorry. He's just like, um, this is what he does he goes to a lot of networking events gets free food and free booze when he can't be asked to cook and yeah chats to people and he loves his like
0: that's sick did he say how he finances it
1: um i did ask him about that and he was just i think he he did a lot of like uh gig jobs okay so he's like saved a lot kind of thing and he gets funding. I think he gets funding now from some production company. Like, he's doing all right. I think. I can't. I can't lie. I can't say. So remember everything he said, but I think it was along that route. He seemed pretty stable, but yeah, it was, that, cool. it was like June. June lockdown.
0: He was just like, "Fuck it," and just went somewhere. That really reminds me of this guy who we met on holiday in Bratch, which is. For those of you who don't know, a small island of Croatia. Yeah. Um, it's the people that are so lovely. They've got such a good mindset. But it's one guy. So we so we were on holiday with my parents. And it's hilarious because my parents don't really, they're not very in touch with how the younger people see the world. Like what our, yeah. what our life is like in terms of. And I was sitting there watching this, I reckon he was 30, I think he said. His name's Tin. And he was 30. And I I was sitting there watching this man say to my parents, yeah, so you see, the kids in the back will get this, but our generation have realised that life's all just a bit of a lie and nothing really means that much and everyone just works all the time just to make a bit of money and then do nothing. Mm. And all it is is working to make money. And, and, then, and I was like, I, I was just sitting there like, I'm not going to say it because my parents will kill me, but yeah, fair enough. But, um, but so he, he works six months a year in the tourist trade on the Island. um, Doing rock climbing and bike riding. And he loves that stuff. Like, it's just really fun. Like it's a day out every day, basically. I'm, I'm with a new group of people that are like nice and you get to meet them and learn about them and talk. And he's just a really nice guy. I really enjoys his, his work. And then the other six months of the year, he goes traveling. Like, he just packs his bags, leaves home and just doesn't come back. Wow. And he, he just goes all around the world. He's like being all over Asia, all over Europe. He's mm. seeming to go like, I think he wanted to go Middle East kind of way next. Just in time for the World Cup. Which we will talk about extensively next week. Yeah. Which is a lovely way. way to end this episode. So make sure you join us next week for our World Cup special. I don't know if we'll be talking about our opinions on said World Cup happening, but we will be definitely talking about what we expect out of the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's
1: a really enjoyable one coming up. I think it could be one of my favorites. I think I think it
0: would be a good. One. I think if if you really like football or are at least vaguely interested in football, then listen to even t- if you are not listen we've to, got a t- lot to say. strangers. Act like complete experts about things that they know nothing about.
1: I mean, that's what the talk sport lineup do.
0: No, because we understand that Lionel Messi doesn't play for Spain. So yeah.
1: I literally saw that before. <laughs> yeah, same.
0: So. Yeah. Nah, he's a donut. That Jamie O'Hara. All right, that is it for this week. Thank you to off young batty for being there every step of the way with me as always what can um, I say very insightful just do... I just do me some very good knowledge about networking events there as well
1: yeah just don't be scared just do it if you want to um, just fuck around and do it like fuck it fuck it fuck it, fuck yeah. fuck it. Fuck it. that's what I say to life okay wow. yes. he says no he says
0: they, one and person
1: I... could change the life forever
0: he says fuck it and i say goodbye have a good week love and affection bye love and
1: affection